If Reality Check Radio enriches your day in life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and the dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. You're on Reality Check Radio, Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. I watched on YouTube last night the Chloe Swarbrook interview with Jack Tame. Oh, my goodness, she's good. She is really good. She's Jacinda Ardern good, but not in a good way, if you know what I mean. So persuasive, so convincing, so open, so honest, not like any other politician. And she can sell that. And she's a politician's politician. She's that good. She's that good at being a politician. She presents herself as not one. (laughs) <laughs> it's a paradox, right? Jacinda Ardern did the same. New, fresh, amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And Jack Tame asked some tough questions, I thought, but didn't push hard and didn't go places that we would go. Should close Warbrook. Dana's with her presence for an interview. But I was so interested in her, and I thought, my goodness, she could really succeed in politics like Jacinda Ardern succeeded because of this persuasive power. And a lot of the persuasive power, too, comes from this self-belief, just a sense of rightness, this moral uprightness that they present that they're good and kind and they are true and they deserve to lead us all anyway I thought I must find out more about um, Chloe Swarbrook because she's clearly a political force to be reckoned with. So I looked her up on Wikipedia. I was just surprised to discover how young she is. But that's a good thing. But it said in her Wikipedia page, and I don't quite know, I don't feel good about this, and i got to do a bit of careful dancing around it, but it said that she... In her Wikipedia pages, she sees a psychologist weekly and is on antidepressants. And I clicked on the link, and the link is to an interview in 2019, so some time ago. But it has her saying this, quote, I'm in a really privileged position where I'm able to go to a psychologist on a weekly basis. I have been open about the fact that I have a history of anxiety and depression. Anybody who has that will know, like it's not a linear process and like bang, it's gone. I'm on antidepressants. I try and make space to exercise. And during the break I read, which is really nice because I read fiction. Now, I don't know. Does suffering, anxiety, and depression 
rule you out from politics. No. Does seeing a psychologist on a weekly basis rule you out from being in politics? Nope. Indeed. Winston Churchill, that great political leader, suffered terrible depression. What did he call it? The black dog. Oh, you wouldn't rule him out. But what is going on? Because there seems to be a lot of it going on in politics. It's called mental health. I don't quite understand that because I can sort of understand physical health, but mental health I don't quite get because it's what's going on in your head. Like it's not a physical thing. Obviously it's a physical thing in the sense that it's neurons firing, but you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you've got cancer or your heart's... Uh, you, had, you had a heart attack. It's a physical thing that you can see, but mental health is not something you can see. But we've had this Minister of Justice who unbelievably crashed her car late at night and, I don't know, ran away from the police. There's differing views about that. Was she drinking? I think so. And she said she wasn't well, mentally. Well, clearly not. We've had Golraz Gamara shoplifting. I would have thought it was devastating for a green to be caught in a high-end luxury boutique looking for clothes. I would have thought that was not something one should do. But there you have it. She was. But she wasn't shopping. She was stealing. And it wasn't that she forgot to pay no, she stole. She's admitted it. And not just once. She says she doesn't want to justify it, but wants to explain it because mentally she isn't well. Is this an epidemic of unwellness in our parliament and it's not just females it's just it's not just Labour and Green MPs because we had Todd Muller of the National Party who rose to the top and was leader and then cited that he wasn't mentally well or fit to be leader and it got to him Well, I've got a whole lot of questions around this, and I don't. I know this is awkward because we all know people who have suffered terribly from depression and schizophrenia and other things. 
And it's very hard for those who haven't suffered these calamities to appreciate it, obviously. But isn't there a thing where you sort of say at an individual responsibility level, you say, should I be in politics? Like, politics obviously isn't for the faint-hearted, isn't for the fragile. It's a tough business. And I guess that means that fragile, faint-hearted people can't represent us. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, you can't fold with a bit of criticism or a bit of abuse or someone taking the mickey. I mean, that's what we do to politicians. And so the fragile and the faint-hearted sort of, for their own sake, don't put themselves forward. But here we have these people putting themselves forward as leaders. Actually, Jacinda Ardern said she was very anxious or something before she became leader and wouldn't put herself forward as leader, but did. I don't get it. Now, I could understand it in a way if you went and said, look, I'm a bit fragile and things are tough, but I'm not about to tell everyone else what to do. It's when you have politicians who go out of their way to tell you how to live tell you what you can do, what you can think, what your kids get taught. And they disagree with much of it because you say to yourself, if you're going to be teaching my kids that my 10-year-old could really be a boy, not a girl, and she needs to choose, that's not good for her mental health. If you're going to be teach, telling me to do that, A, you should never do that to me or to anyone in a free society. But if you're going to do that, you're not a great exemplar of the lifestyle, of the behaviour, of the thinking. Because you yourself are telling us you suffer from depression and anxiety. I look at what how we teach kids at school. To me, it's a recipe for anxiety and depression. Confusion over everything. Self-flagellation over New Zealand and the state of the future. We're all doomed because of the climate. We're all bad because we're white. We stole from another race everything that we have. You're a bad person because you're white, literally. And again, Winston Churchill was depressed. So I don't think they should be ruled out of Parliament. But how is it that they don't examine whether they should be in Parliament. 
how is it they're so righteous and damning of us? When I say us, I'm meaning us, the artlessness. Oh, we're not going to take that vax. We don't believe in masks. We don't believe in lockdown. You're not going to do this to us. And we work very hard to be healthy and to look after ourselves and to be in sound mind. And we're not running around telling everyone else what to do. But I don't know. Is someone anxious, depressed, on antidepressants, and maybe not now, and maybe not seeing a psychologist weekly, but was, I don't want to be told what to do by that person, because I'd be saying, here, heal yourself. Or have I got that wrong? I just had a cough. I apologise. What do you think? Do you think it matters that we have politicians who by their own admission, and it seems a good thing, say they're not mentally well, who then proceed to rule over us, and then while they quickly say, oh, I'm not trying to justify what I did wrong, always bring it up whenever they're caught out so they accept no individual responsibility. That's what they're saying. It wasn't me stealing those clothes from the store. It was my illness. It wasn't me getting behind the wheel of the car. It was my illness. And when Chloe Swarbrick says, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And she gets told by the Jewish community this is quite offensive. I imagine it was said in much stronger words than that. Should be and pulled up before the Human Rights Commissioner, as useless as he is. And she says, no, I'm just going to lean into that discomfort for other people. Is that her talking? Or is it because, I don't know, there's something else going on? Because you feel they always leave that door open because there's been a failure for our politicians of late to accept responsibility for what they do and to blame something that's going on within them. And maybe the smart ones put their hand up and say, hey, I'm not very well, but I want to be leader. And they prepared their excuse for any mistake or any failure. They signaled it well in advance because there's no need to be open about this is there what do you think send me a text 2057 email me inbox at radio. you're on Rally Check Radio it's been Real Talk with Rodney Hyde so lovely to hear your views 
please send them in. Like I said, text 2057, email me inbox at radiocheck.radio. The RCR shop has great gift ideas. From great looking tees, hoodies, caps, tote bags, bumper stickers and more, the RCR shop is now open at www.realitycheck.radio forward slash shop.